Six o'clock, that means it's time for the happy hour open mic here at mutinyradio.fm. Yes, it's the happy hour open mic every Friday. What day is it? From 6 to 7.45. Uh, hey, we have a guest host tonight, which is exciting because I need to get ready for our big showcase tonight. Headliner Steve Poggi. Uh, people are filing in right now for the happy hour open mic guest hosted by Jonah Pollock. But until then, please enjoy Reagan's Polyp, a band from 1996, out of New York. Good times. Um, uh, it's the You Suck song, because I, I fucking hate comedy open mics, you guys. All right, keep it going. We're going to get started with Happy Hour in just a minute. Benjamin, handing off the torch right now to our guest host. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jonah Pollock. Woo! Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friday evening at Mutiny Radio. We've got two, two sets of lovely hands clapping out there in the back of the room. One of them is going to be your first comedians of the night. Uh, you guys, it's been a weird and crazy day. I all started off so well, went to a gig parked my bike outside. The security guards, while I was inside, decided to saw it apart with a power saw. <laughs> Some cartoonish shit wearing a fucking, wearing like a mask and a giant power saw, and the other guy was like on lookout. It was like theft, but it wasn't. 
Uh, and then my day went to shit. I just went home, ate too much, jerked off, fell asleep, and forgot to refill my Celexa. So, but it's all right. I made it, you guys. Friday nights are not for crying. We're in showbiz, right? So, sort of. All right, uh, everybody give it up for your first comedian, Malik Robinson. All right. This mic? Yeah, is this one? Okay, cool. I like this one. All right. Hey, what's up, y'all? Okay. Never a dull moment here. Oh, man, I wish that was on video. That would have been even more exciting. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. I've been growing a beard for about a year, and I'm taking advantage of that shit, man. My my entire act is one one big beard joke, so uh, you know how that goes. Uh, I mean, I kind of did it to help me with showbiz, you know, so I could have something to tell jokes about. Unfortunately, I feel like it's starting to work against me, man. I feel like I'm starting to get typecast because of my beard. Um, you know, I got an agent, and whenever my agent comes up, uh, calls me up, it's not always the news I want to hear, you know? He'll call me and I'll be like, hey, Tony, you know, what's going on, man? What you got for me? He's like, hey, Muhammad, I got a great gig for you. I got a great gig for you. You're going to love it. I'm like, yo, man, it's been two years, motherfucker. My name's Malik. It's not Muhammad. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Listen to this, man. I got a good gig for you. Uh, Homeland season six, you're going to be beheader's assistant number five. Number five. I'm like, yo, dude, I'm tired of decapitating people, man. No more decapitations. No more decapitations. Please, man. I want a more meaningful role, man. What you got for me? Something with some substance, some meaning, something I can be proud of. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got the, I got the perfect gig for you. How would you like to play the president of the United States of America? I'm like, yeah, that's more like it. You know, the first black president... That's something I can sink my teeth into. But uh, look, man, don't I have to shave for that? Be a little bit more clean. He's like, no, 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 no. Stay just the way you are. This is a campaign ad for Donald Trump. You'll be playing Barack Hussein Obama. We need you as you are. Like, oh, my God. This is some bullshit. Yo, at this point, I would, uh, I'd be happy with the stereotypical black role. You know what I mean? Like uh, a gangbanger or a butler or I don't know if I wanted to go for an Oscar, maybe I'd play a slave, you know? It worked for Denzel. I don't know. Um, I guess, you know, people, look, my name is Malik Robinson, right? That is the blackest name in America, right? But it confuses people. People are confused by this whole thing. Bill collectors, debt collectors call me up and they're like, uh, we'd like to speak to uh, Mr. Malik Robinson. I'm like, yes, this is he. I'm like, no, 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 we mean, you know, Malik Robinson. I'm like, yes, this is, this is he speaking. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, sir, we have the wrong number, sorry to bother you, click. It's kind of weird, man. Uh, people look at me and they think I'm Egyptian because my face is a hieroglyphic. And everybody reads it differently, right? Like, uh, 
when I go to the airport, the TSA agents, I guess they read it as, search me again, please. When I'm in the Berkeley Bowl shopping, oh man, Berkeley people, I guess they read it as interrogate me, you know? They come up to me and they're like, uh, namaste. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, where are you from? There's something about you. And I'm like, oh, um, yeah, I guess you heard me uh, speaking or you can tell my East Coast energy. You know, I'm from New York. Like, no, 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 where, where are you really from? I'm like, all right, you got me. I'm not really from the city. I lived there for like a year. I'm from the suburbs, uh, Westchester County. Like, no, 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 where are your, your ancestors from? Where are your ancestors' bones buried? I'm like, uh, I don't know, I guess my ancestors are from Georgia. Probably a plantation owned by some guy named Robinson. I don't know. All right, I think I'm out of time, man. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show. Everybody, give it up for Malik Robinson, talking about how great it is to shop at Berkeley Bowl. Berkeley Bowl, they got all your needs met. All right, let's take a look at this list. All right, we got no Roman Lee or Adam Perlstein yet. Uh, no Sanj. Um, sir, what's your name again? Falco. Falco. Uh, all right. Chris Bill's oh. out there. You got Kevin. You got Ken Suzuki, Chris Bill, Calvin Albright. That's that's what you got right there. And Falco in the back, if you want to go to him. All right. Ken, you want to get up? All right, everybody give it up for Ken Suzuki. Thank you, Mutiny. Oh, how I love thee. San Francisco. San Francisco. The absolutely worst city to come out in. As a Republican. Oh. I don't recommend doing it. Well, I've been about two and a half months. I'm getting used to this commuting thing. Every day on the BART. Now the BART is a fun little, it's a fun place to be if you like to pretend to be a sardine on a, in a can. It gets so crowded. And it gets awkward. It can get really awkward at times. I like to dispel this awkwardness though by playing a few games. For example, in the early morning, when it's just you standing face to face with some dude, I like, I like to play a game of chance. I wonder to myself, now if this train comes to a violent stop, will I end up making out with another man? Well, that's not the worst. The most awkward situation that can come out on a BART, though, is when it's like you, and you got someone, it's you, another person, the wall. And you keep, as the train stops, you find yourself doing one of these. Making awkward eye contact, looking at them like you're some overly aggressive guy in the club and trying to communicate, no, this is an accident. I'm not trying to fuck you. <laughs> Here, like, just I can't move, let you out. It gets so crowded on the bar, I sometimes wonder, I bet people die while standing up and nobody notices. So who here likes to be choked? Good, yes. 
No, I'm asking because I'm into the scene. I want to write a romantic comedy about S&M and yeah. title it A Dom's Life. It'll be the new Pixar animated movie for kids. <laughs> Add more to this. Uh. Sorry, those are all my This is the workshop. Though. I'm looking for stuff to work on. Um. Being in a relationship will teach you a lot of things about yourself. I'd say the biggest thing it taught me were that there are pros and cons to suicide. Because now I know, like, if this whole relationship thing goes south and falls apart, if I kill myself, then there's never going to be any ambiguity about who wins the breakup. True. She'll have one. She'll have one by default. She'll have one by default. But I get the peace of mind, oh. and I think that's that much more important. Oh, this is an open mic. Fuck, this is open mic night. Oh, shit, I thought it was a workshop, so I'm up here like, all right. I'm going to just end it with this. Um, I can't believe I totally forgot what day it was. Um, I'm just going to end it with, uh, what's up with this word ratchet? Oh, is it, it's a word now we're using to describe women, I guess. Like, she's a ratchet hoe. She said, girl's a ratchet ass fee. And I'm from a simpler time. I remember when ratchet wasn't a word used to describe a woman. It was a tool used to beat her to death with. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Ken Suzuki. He's down to fuck. He might kill himself. He doesn't know what day it is. All right, everybody, coming up next to the mic, very talented comedian performing all around the base, Samantha Gilwait. Hello, Mutiny Radio. I'm really... And I did that. First time here. I hope all the listening people at home could hear that. Um, I am Samantha Gilwhite. I am a single mom. Woo, woo, out there. Yeah. Real strong. Yeah, there. Awesome. Single? Yes. That, that was a little not quick enough on the yes there. So it's <laughs> very strong. Woo! And then a very... Uh. But... Uh, I, uh, guys ever have this experience when you break up with somebody, uh, when you touch them for the next, the, the time after, you know, after you've broken up, you touch them for the first time. Have you ever had that happen? You know, where you touch them for the first time after you've broken up, it's weird, right? Cause you used to fuck them, right? And here you are touching each other in this really awkward ass. Can you mind helping me with this? Actually, I know it's a visual thing. Do you mind coming up here? Okay. I want, thank you. Everybody applaud this guy. Everybody. You are brave. Okay, you are me. I just want to try something out on you. You're me, and I'm my ex, right? And I'm going to touch you, and I want you to do just whatever comes naturally to you, okay? All right, I'm going to go in like this. What do you want to do right now? What is your first instinct? Don't try to be funny. Just do the thing. 
What do you want to do? I'm going in like this. I'm doing a this. No, all right, you're backing up. No, with your hand though. With your hand. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. Keep going, keep going. Yes, what the fuck is this? What is this? What is he, Lady Die? Is he a retarded flamingo? What? what, he used to come on my face. What the fuck, why are we touching like this? Thank you, you can sit down now. Thanks. Uh, and it's, yeah, so I just went through one breakup with a fucking awkward touching, and now I have my baby daddy, my ex, the father of my child, wants to get back together with me now, which is, I know, because he's at, in the, this is the fucked up thing, he hasn't done anything to make me want to get back together, it just so happens that I'm single, and literally, the words of his mouth was like, yeah, I thought I should give this a shot again, and I was like, and the words he said, he, I was like, well, no, I would never date you, and he said, well, just pretend that you don't know me. And I was like, uh, you know, like, oh, five DUIs is really hard to erase from my memory. You know what I mean? Like, and then I was like, you know, I have other people I want to date. Like, maybe I would go back to him, but there's like a total list of people out there that I can date other than him. I was like, literally, I would rather date, you know, a nerdy rich guy, right? Or like a guy with too many tattoos and low self-esteem and no money. Or like... I don't know, women, you know, or animals, or nerds with no money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole laundry list of fucking people that I would rather be with before. You're what? Yeah, but we had, like, nerds with money before. I got a list still. I got to keep going. I got to keep working down or else it's not, you know. But I'm not at animals yet, so once I get there, I'll, no, I'm joking. I, would never, I don't mean to, I don't mean to say that to you. Oh, man. But it's weird. I got to stop falling in love with wounded birds. I do this all the time. I fall in love with a wounded bird, a guy who's, like, not confident and, like, oh, I'm so insecure and I'm an artist and blah, blah, blah. He's, like, this little fucking faggoty bird that sits in this nest. And then I'm, like, oh, no, you're a sexy bird. You're, like, this confident, sexy bird. Like, you're so great. And he just is, like, yes. And he starts puffing out his chest. And then finally one day he's strong enough to leave the nest and go fuck other birds. That's what happens to me, apparently. Hi, we ended up, <laughs> I don't know how much more time do I have? I have a minute? Okay, I'm gonna try a weird bit with you guys. Again, it's very visual, so this is perfect for radio. You guys, I was driving behind a car and it had uh, in like a memorial thing on the back of a car. It was like a Toyota Corolla with in memory of Brandon, like on the back of the car. You know what I mean? Like that sucks, because Brandon not only is dead, but now he's dead all the time. You know, he's over dead all the time and you're every time you're running an errand Brandon's dead you know what I mean like you're in good like getting your groceries you're like oh man I hope I didn't forget the milk like oh yeah no it's all here gonna oh Brandon's dead yep let's like put the milk in here like let's close that up oh yep Brandon is still totally dead let's go start this car right now adjust this mirror oh shit knob narb is still totally dead <laughs> all right thank you guys I've been Samantha Goway She doesn't want her hand shaken in a weird way. Yeah. Um, all right. Who is Calvin Albright? That's you? Uh, dude, you look like John Sebastian, the lead singer from The Love and Spoonful. Yeah. That's the dude who wrote Do You Believe in Magic? Yeah. You look like a guy who wrote a song 50 years ago. On that note, come up and tell us some jokes. <laughs> Yeah.
person's mic. Hello, hello. Uh, how is everyone tonight? Uh, I was talking to my friend the other day, and he sounded like he was on drugs, so I went to text him, hey man, you sound high, but autocorrect when it went in and said, hey man, you sound Hugh. I was gonna correct myself, but then I realized we had a mutual friend named Q who was always high, so it still made pretty good sense. I did not waste the time, and the message was still conveyed perfectly clear. That's just a time saving I had this week. <laughs> uh, I'm not a politically active man, but this Donald Trump situation, guys, is just, uh, man, I mean, I mean, I'm not really a politically active man. I'm, I'm not really an active man either. I, I kind of walk everywhere. Well, no, I, I take the train everywhere. I never go to the gym. I eat a lot of McDonald's. I'm not really even a man. I, I, I still love, with, uh, live off money from my mom, and, and I, I don't do a lot of many activities. So I'm not really a politically active man, but this Donald Trump situation is interfering with my bedtime. That guy is a poop face. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone else has like uh, goes out of their way to like really avoid ads, but I have like I have like ad blocker on my laptop, and every time like if I'm listening to something and an ad comes on, I'll throw those headphones off because I just I don't want it. I feel like it bleeds into your subconscious at some point. I really I'm like I don't want that to happen. I don't want to just be at the store and just be like Old Spice, yeah, that's the one for me. I, I want to know about deodorants. <laughs> But uh, the other day, a Chili's ad came on in my headphones, and I reached for them, and I went, yeah, like I'm going to go to Chili's. Ha, huh. yeah, go ahead, Chili's. Give me your whole spiel. Yeah, like I'm going to go for your two-for-one appetizers around 5 o'clock. What am I? It's, what do I have, great business sense? Am I going to go for your $5 entrees on Fridays? Of course I'm not. I'm too busy not going to Chili's. Man, I should go to Chili's. That place has got some deals. <laughs> uh, a lot of comedians in the crowd. Anyone have like roommates who like find out you do comedy? Yeah. Well, I, my roommate found out, and his initial response was, "Oh, you must tell a lot of jokes about me." And I was like, "No, that's so egotistical. You're not very funny. You're a poet who's going for his graduate degree. You suck." <laughs> And his name's Tomas, that's his real name. He'll get his, an, he'll get his anonymity back when he does the fucking dishes. Oh. <laughs> but I would like to tell one joke about him out of spite, okay? My roommate Tomas never does the dishes and I can hear him masturbate. <laughs> There's not a punchline to that because Tomas' life is a fucking joke. That's why that <laughs> is. You ever see a short Mexican from San Diego who goes to FSSU and is about this short with a scraggly beard and works out too much? Tell him he sucks. But don't tell him it's from me, because I'm trying to keep the peace. Because I'm sure he can hear me masturbate too. Uh, I bet the Who get a lot of free press from hard of hearing people. <laughs> That's why I'm naming... <laughs> That's why I'm naming my next band the Huh? <laughs> Has anyone ever met a famous person and got an autograph? Yeah. No? Yeah. Who'd you get? Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Who's Dusty Rhodes? Wrestler. Wrestler, awesome. Uh, Ozzy, all of War, all of Mountain, all of Living Color, all of Fish 
Nice. Rip that guy. Rip the lead singer of Gar. Rest in peace, that guy. Yeah. He died. I met David Blaine once, and well, he, he didn't do a ma he didn't do a magic trick for me, but I did get him to sign a blank piece of notebook paper, and I got home and I had this blank piece of notebook paper, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna write a note to myself from David Blaine." So now framed on my wall, it just says, "Nice dick, David Blaine." <laughs> uh, what? I think I got. I think. Let me last little bit here. Uh, weird joke. Uh, if I was a woman, I'd name my pussy Crackers. So when I see an attractive man, I'd say, there's not a guy I'd not kick out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> Glad I ended on that. Thank you all very much. <laughs> Calvin, you know his MFAs are bullshit, and he doesn't believe in magic. But he does know other 60 bands' names, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. Uh, you guys, uh, your next comic was supposed to be on here a little earlier. He's here now. Give it up for Adam Perlstein. All right. Um, you know, I, I did a show last night, and there was this audience member. Um, I don't know if you guys like seen this. Like sometimes people. It's all good. Sometimes uh, people go to comedy shows and they're like clearly like all in comedy mode. Like they got a really like kind of gig in their step and like they're really laughy laughy and it's really fun. Like, you know, like he'll walk in and like take his ticket and be like, oh, cool. Here's my ticket. Oh, look, now it's a hat. Oh, is this my chair? Oh, I should be the one on stage. I'm hilarious. Like they're constantly just making jokes and stuff. And uh, like that's the hardest part about doing comedy. It's not people asking you um, to tell them a joke. It's people acting intimidated by you um, that you think they're funnier than them. So once that happens, they start, you know, they, they feel threatened by it. So they try to act really funny around you or they won't laugh. They'll just act really snarky around you. Like doctors deal with that too. Like people like, you know, when they go to the doctor, it's very vulnerable. So you go to like WebMD or something like that now, and people like to self-diagnose themselves. You know, they, they put up this whole front when they go to the doctor because it's intimidating. You know, they'll go to the doctor and be like, hey, how's it going? So uh, I think what's happening here is I have a, uh, uh, an inflammation on my epidermis, and I think with some simple anti-inflammatory medication, I think it should go away in about a couple weeks. And the doctor's like, yeah, I don't understand anything you just said, but you have chlamydia, <laughs> and you should probably get that taken care of because there's no cure for that. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, it's just really fucking annoying, uh, when that happens. Um, what else is going on with me? Um, so, th the presidential election is going on now. It's like, I'm at the point now, which is like, when I was, uh, when I was in high school, I cared. When I was in junior college, I thought I could make a difference. And now I just don't, I, I'm just really tired of the whole thing. Um, where, like, you know, a president who thinks, like, you know, I'm going to bring all the troops home or something like that, which I support, which I think is great. But, like, the second you get elected with that platform and you walk into, like, the, the White House, the Oval Office, like, your first day ever as president, I just imagine there's some, like, mysterious-looking guy that we've never seen before. And he just walks in and just like, hey, how's it going? Um, I understand you want to, you know, change things and you want to bring uh, the troops home. Um, take a look at that monitor right there. Okay. That's your, um, that's your wife and your children. And I have four snipers lined on them right now. And what you're going to do is you're going to sign this document. You're going to renew every executive order. You're going to continue every overseas operation. And if you don't do that, we're going to shoot your fucking family. And on top of that, you're going to go on Ellen right now. <laughs> and you're going to dance for all of America. You're going to fucking dance because you are not the leader of the free world. I am. And you are a fucking piece of shit and I own you. 
And the president's like, it's okay, go ahead, shoot her, I don't care. And the guy's like, I, don't, I didn't think about that because you probably did way worse stuff to get to this point anyway, so. <sighs> didn't think about that. We're gonna kill your family. All right, next one. Um, what else is going on here? Fuck. Um, so Ben Carson is in the news now uh, because he lied about getting a scholarship to West Point College. Uh, you know, in his defense, maybe he's just trans West Point. <laughs> you know? He might not have gotten into West Point, but he sees himself as someone who could have gotten into uh, West Point, and that's brave. <laughs> All right. Um, I've never had a problem uh, getting a job. Um, I speak job interview. Like, it's really easy for me to get a job. You know, you just go in there, they ask you the basic questions like, why do you want to work here? Oh, because I believe in this company. Okay, where do you see yourself in five years? Growing and evolving within this company. What's your biggest weakness? Um, I'm just too hard on myself, I guess. <laughs> You're a white guy, right? Yeah, I am. It's a white guy. All right. Um, see what else I got going on here. Um, so I met my girlfriend's mom for the first time, and they say like you can tell what your girlfriend's gonna look like uh, by looking la at her mom, and uh, it it doesn't look. Uh, I was like, hey, does your dad have any cousins? Just curious. This is a hot dad, not a hot mom. Um, <laughs> what else we got here? People think about like what happens to you when you die. Like whether you go to heaven, hell, you just sit in the ground. I think what happens is, is that you die, you go into the ground, and then it's like really boring forever. You're just lying there. You can hear your relatives coming and visiting you twice a year. You can hear your daughters crying. You can hear your wife crying. You can feel the ants biting at your skin, going after your flesh. And that's that's just the way it is forever. All right. <laughs> Add some more tags to that. Um, how much more time do I have left? This I'm done. Oh, I didn't see a light. My bad. Okay, thanks, guys. Oh, okay. My bad. All right, thank you guys so much. It's my time. Give it up for Adam Perlstein. He knows what's really going on in the halls of power. All right, your next comic uh, was tardy, but it's all right. He's here now. We're not going to expel him from comedy. Uh, give it up for Sid Singh. Thank you for not expelling me from this amazing city you have. Oh gosh, that would be the worst. I, I, uh, I've been getting berated lately in this city. I don't know if that's ever happened to any of the brown people named Sanj in this room. Uh, but I, I didn't even. It's very weird. This homeless lady saw me and she was like, "You fucking techie scum! You're ruining the city!" And I didn't, I didn't know how to respond to that right because what are you supposed to say that like i am the one brown person who's bad at computers that's not what she wants to hear like you're not fixing the world with that she she just yelled at me for like 10 minutes as i walked to class uh 
It's just a weird place to experience racism. I don't know. I uh, I wrote this Facebook status, and that's right. Everyone comes in during my set, you guys. That's how you know you're a big deal. Uh, is uh, that's how you know you made it. Is everyone just starts coming down to sell their steps, and yeah. Uh, let's work on this joke. All right. So uh, this morning, I wrote this Facebook status that uh, had to do with something with period sex. I don't know. It was some dumb status that I wrote. It was how, like, uh, that wasn't going to stop me if you wanted to have sex, something like that. Uh, let's have some gross sex that haunts us forever, right? And this girl posted on my wall. She was like, hey, actually, period sex isn't grossed, you misogynist. Uh, and then she posted a link to this article that's basically like periods are natural and therefore they are not gross, uh, which is dumb because most natural things are gross, right? We can agree. We have all live in a city that is half robot. Like we, it, most natural things are gross. That is not like the fact that I don't know. I feel I feel bad for women because it is natural and they shouldn't feel bad for it, but they should know it is gross. Blood is gross uh, and it is coming out of you. And I'm still willing to have sex with you because I am an adult and I understand it. But it, first of all, me have you letting me have sex with you is gross. You know what I mean? Like that's. So I feel like when we have sex and you are on your period, it is a tie. Like you understand? Like that shouldn't be. <laughs> You shouldn't be feeling bad, but you should also know what we are doing is still gross. Like, it doesn't make it not gross. It's beautiful in a way that two dorks are having sex, but it is still an abomination. Like, you understand? All right. Uh, man. Ben Carson uh, got in trouble. And all I, all I think of when I see Ben Carson getting in trouble is, like, how mad is Bobby Jindal that someone else gets to be the famous Uncle Tom in this election. Like, how? Man, he's like, I'm saying all of the things that he's saying, but Indians just aren't there yet. Like, it's just a weird time. He's in a weird place, racism-wise, is that he's just as crazy, but he's just not crazy enough. You know what I mean? Uh, Or the country isn't just crazy enough. I don't know. I, uh, I think about Bobby Jindal a lot. Because you've seen my skin color. And I just think that, like, why does he have to be the first famous uh, non-comedian Indian guy? Like, that's all I want to know. Why it had to be him, you know? Black people had a lot of people. But, like, let's say for the sake of this joke, Michael Jordan and we had Bobby Jindal. Like, it's very different. Because Bobby Jindal probably can't dunk. And... (laughs) I'm sure there are other differences, but it feels like I'm pretty sure that's the main one. Uh, is that the first one or the second one? Okay. Sorry, I just, I've been watching you hold it, so I've just been <laughs> anticipating it for so long. Uh, it is very mesmerizing. Uh, I play the bass, and every time I hear that horn, I'm like, I should have picked a different instrument in life. You know, the ba- what a terrible instrument, by the way. I played the bass for a full year. And to get give you an idea of how bad it is to play the bass, I got robbed and they took my bass. And instead of buying a new bass, I was just like, well, that part of my life is gone forever. Like, that's just, I just moved on immediately. All right, guys, I'm sitting. Have a nice time. Peace. Your body is so funky. Your body kind of burns. Can we do 
Good. That was Sid Singh. He doesn't like the funk, apparently. All right, uh, everybody, your next comedian has been patiently waiting since before I got here, and I want to say he's a new face. Give it up for Faco. Mutiny Radio. What's up, guys? Good to be back. You know, uh, I was taking care of my niece, and she said something funny. She said, I love Grandpa. And I said, well, how much do you love Grandpa? She says, I love Grandpa to the end of the sky. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cute, right? Yeah, I was like that. Then I asked her, how about Grandma? And she goes, I love Grandma to the end of heaven. And that, that's kind of sweet, right? And then I go, what about me? And she goes, I love Uncle till the end of the day. Oh. You know? But it's okay. Always taking care. Uh, I took the bus to get here. Anybody else did? Yeah. All right. So this city makes so much money, guys. There is a guy on 16th and Mission, and he sells bus transfers. Uh, yeah, I know. You seen him with the yeah. cane? Latino guy? Every, well, there's a few guys. There's also like a couple black guys. Too. Right. Every, every, every uh, yeah, dude, they can make money selling bus transfer, transfers. And I got this guy on 16th and Mission. He has pure, uncut bus transfers, guys. It's nice. You know, they haven't been messed with at all. So I suggest you go to him. He's got a cane, he's Latino, and I like him. <laughs> Thank you. Grazie. Uh, I like rap. Anybody else like rap? Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I grew up in the 80s. I like, like rappers like, I like rappers' names. Like LL Cool J. Love that, you know. I love uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now there's this rapper, he has a cool name. His name is Waka Flocka Flames. That's an awesome name, guys. He should get knighted, you know? Anyways, I like Waka, <laughs> I like Waka Flocka because it sounds like a saying. A saying, it's like something like, um, I got these shoes, they got dirty. Waka Flocka, I got some new shoes, you know? Or, um, you know, I, w I asked this girl to come over to my house. I made her dinner. Waka Flocka. She's pregnant now, guys. <laughs> Nothing but good things. That's it, you know? So there you go. Did anybody vote on Tuesday? Yes. Yeah, me too. I voted for Empire Strikes Back as the best Star Wars ever, guys. Wah, wah. So I'm, I'm doing good, thank you for asking. You know, we're here hanging out. It's good to be in San Francisco. You guys excited? Woo. Look at that, man. We got, we're alive in this city, guys. Um, I got, uh, I work at a catering job. And the other day, one of, the, one of the guys who hired me started talking to me like I just crossed the border three days ago. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna pay you for 10 hours. You know, I worked 14 hours for the fuck, you know, oh, 14, 14, right? And I had to yell at him. I had to look at him go, listen here, I'm an American. I'm an American. I was born here. I make my enchiladas with American cheese. <laughs> you know, 
Don't give me none of this noise, guys. But see, back in the day, 10 years ago, I would have got mad and got in a fight, you know? But I like to say, I'm 36 now. I like to think I grew up. I like to think that, you know? I don't start fights no more. And if there's someone wants to get in a fight with me, I walk away. Some guy was on the bus. He says, fuck you, puto. <laughs> you know what I said? God bless you, dog. I gotta go. And I took off. Because I don't need any of that. I don't care. I'm not macho, you know? So, but I still, I still get mad during certain things that I can't control. Like, I get super mad when I, when I, when I order a pizza and there's only 36 slices of pepperoni. <laughs> There's supposed to be 39. What is this shit, guys? Thank you, grazie, grazie. All right, I'll go one more. I'm gonna end it with my, ne my nephew this time. He's 10 years old, and he asks me these crazy questions. He's asking questions about the news, about everything. He goes, Uncle Faco. Is it true that the Jews are dropping bombs on Palestine and all their children? Is that true? Is that for real? And I looked at him and go, buddy, Israel. Thank you, guys. My name is Faco. <laughs> Get up to Faco and the Palestinian people, yeah. Yeah, the plan of Palestine is real. Woo, Fridays! All right, uh, your next comedian is coming in at a late three. Uh, he loves metal, and he always has a pensive look on his face. Give it up for Roman Leo. It's a sullen look, huh? Sullen. I wish I could smile this much all the time, you guys. Rock on. I like your enthusiasm. Either that or you're just having a fucking uh, seizure or something. I don't know, who cares? It's both good. Express yourself. Um, uh, it's good to see you guys. Uh, I shaved my chest recently. I'm afraid that it looks kind of gay because I have a landing strip that goes up to my neck. <laughs> and then all the way down my, around my back to my asshole. Um, my favorite porn is uh, female POV 69 porn. So I'm a feminist. Um, so hoping that was one was gonna do better, you guys. That's uh, that's the breaks, you know. Some people just don't get it. It was like balls in your face. Did everybody understand that part? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just didn't think it was funny. They went, uh, uh, well they laughed really loud at the Bart station when I told that joke. Um, Yeah, I don't know. See, now I'm smiling. Most of the time I look like an asshole, and then I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you guys. What do you bring to the conversation? Hi? You know, like, whatever. Just, you know, sell me on it. I don't know. Anybody want to sign up for Uber? If you have a car and that's like newer than 15 years old, you're over 21, no DUIs, then we both earn $600. You only have to do 20 rides. You can make $800 in a day. Um, <laughs> hit me up. Uh, uh, when I, so they, that would help because I like I don't like loaning people money, you know. Like that's the thing. It's like it's be so easy to just fucking just fucking work for a week and pay somebody back. I had this friend who just paid me back because he borrowed twenty dollars from me, paid me back, borrowed forty from me, paid me back, and then he's like, "I'm really desperate, man. I need two hundred dollars." And I was like, "Okay, I trust you." And then he stopped doing comedy and disappeared for nine months, and uh, but he paid me back. <laughs> so I don't know. 
But when somebody owes you money, you just think about how they're an asshole like every day, even if it's totally reasonable. Like, why don't you just go into the fucking woods and live in a shack and trim weed like everybody else? You know, it's not that hard to come up with two hundred dollars. Right. So now. Uh, but he did pay me back, so now I have the confidence to loan $7,000 to a girl I met on Tinder. So that's, uh, I feel good about that. Um, suicide <laughs> is a selfish act, uh, but if you do it on the bar tracks during rush hour, 1,000 Uber drivers make an extra $50. So they get to uh, feed their family pork chops <laughs> that night. You know, Self, selfish, selfless, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, <laughs> that's good. See, that's the best joke I had so far. That you know. <laughs> Thank you. I, again, I said I like your enthusiasm, gender-neutral people. Um, <laughs> who's me? Who am I to judge? Uh, I meet a lot of guys that say that they have no friends, but they're really charismatic. And I'm like, wait a second, you're really friendly and nice, Jonah, and you tell me you have zero friends. Like, you don't tell me, but like, somebody would. And uh, and then I'm just like I'm just like I don't want to be your friend. I feel bad, but I don't want to be your friend, man. Because like I don't want to be the head of that spear, like the first one. You know, there's something there's something wrong. If uh, I'll be like friend number two, let's like just like keep it a second tier for a minute. Crazy guy, I met outside an open mic. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. That joke doesn't work though. I have to tell suicide jokes, and that's the only thing that works. <laughs> and uh, it's just sad. Suicide is sad thing to talk about, but it's like the San Francisco thing, right? You know, we have the bridge, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, people, when I drive, when I drive for a lift, people uh, always ask me, what's my other job? And then, and, the, and then, because it's like, one isn't enough, they don't expect you to just have to do this full time, you know? And so when I tell them that I do, they're like, uh, I think I'm going to get out right now. Can you drop me off? This is really sad that this is your <laughs> only job, you know. And so, and I'm like, I, hey, but I have candy. It's in the trunk. You have to get in the trunk. But like, <laughs> what? You've never had a fucking delicious liquid glass of melted trunk candy? Um, I guess not. Anyway, so we got like two things. It was the suicide thing and something else. All right. I'm gonna go. E I'm, I'm gonna go eat a peanut butter and jerky sandwich because they're delicious. Thank you. Give it up for Roman Leo. He thinks about suicide and he might put you in his trunk. Um, you guys, this next comedian is very funny and he always has a big goofy hat with him, uh, which I'm a fan of. Give it up for Sanj. You stink so shitty. You got me crazy. Sometimes uh, when I'm sitting alone in a cafe, counting the number of tables to make sure it's prime, I just think to myself, like, am I autistic? Oh, sorry. Am I autistic or is everyone else just really extroverted? You know? Like, nobody takes social disorders seriously. It's like, oh, you're autistic, so you're like a genius? Like, no. Like, would you go up to someone with one leg and be like, hey, dude, is your other leg just, like, really strong? And you're just like, no, because I can't walk. So... <laughs> Uh, what else, what else? Oh, uh, yeah, people don't take it seriously, and people forget that for every Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, there are a million people who just have Asperger's. You realize that, right? Like, they're, like, that's, that's kind of it for them. And, uh, 
Yeah, speaking. I mean, honestly, like I wish everyone with Asperger's was successful, so I didn't have to deal with them in the Apple Store, you know. <laughs> and I don't know. Speaking of unsuccessful Aspergers, I was at McDonald's, and there's this. Uh, the ca- <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just eating. <laughs> I was eating a burger, and there were these people in the table next to me, and I was just like eating my stuff, doing mind my own business. The guy who worked at McDonald's, like he was a pretty weird guy. Like he was just walking around the tables, like talking to himself, like da 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 And the table next to me was like they whispered something like that guy's Asperger's, and he like stopped. He's just like he walks over to them, takes their burgers, rubs it on his ass, puts it back, and I'm like, yup, you have Asperger's, dude. That was really well. That's not gonna be a joke. I will tell again. And let's see, let's see. Oh, my friend told me that he can't masturbate. He confided that in me, and I'm confiding that in all of you, that he cannot masturbate. And I'm like, dude, you are going to be a rapist, dude. Like, <laughs> like, there's no other way this could possibly end. Like, every time you're horny, you have to have sex. Uh, what else? Oh, I was uh, on a college campus recently, and I saw a sign that said, help get rapists off this campus. And honestly, like, helping rapists to get off just sounds like a bad... A bad a bad way to go. A bad way to go about things. Uh, yeah. What else? What else? Oh, I watched Law and Order and CSI. Uh, I think that's what the show is called. And those shows make me take rape and crime less seriously, guys. Because the acting is so fucking bad. Like after the incident goes down, like the victim just like shakes off, and she acts like she missed Caltrain or something. Like yeah, mom. Yeah, I got got raped again. I, fuck. And, like, the one time when she's actually, like, has a serious face on, like, oh, my God. Like, she's telling the officer. The officer's like, oh, my God, is there anything I can do for you? She's just like, just catch the man who did it. Is there anything else I can do for you? I mean, because they never catch the guy. It's just like every, at the end of every episode, it's just like, and he got away. Yeah. And that means that that's supposed to be some social commentary on our society. I'm not not sure exactly what. Uh, I hate when people who are of, like, a less common race get pissed at you when you like guess the race wrong right like it's just like hey Raj are you Indian no I'm Sri Lankan do you know what Sri Lankans are black Indians uh I don't know uh let's see uh what else what else okay I was uh I used to work at a I used to work at a department store and I, uh, my friend, or not my friend, my colleague Kevin and I, Kevin uh, Nagasaki and I were closing up the, sh- just, I'll tell you why that's important later. Uh, <laughs> we were closing up the store for the night and a black gentleman walks into the store. All right, he walks into the store. I'm like, excuse me, sir, we're actually closed. He's like, oh, I see how it is. I'm like, no, sir, you don't. Like, no, it's not about that, you know? Like, I'm very racially sensitive. I don't adhere to stereotypes. And he just looked at me, and I looked at him. And then he held me at gunpoint while I emptied out the cash register, guys. That's uh, beat Kevin to death. And honestly, that's Kevin's fault, man. He should have known martial arts. Like, that's, that's on him, dude. Uh, I'll end on this, because my time's almost up. Uh, sometimes I feel underappreciated. When that happens, I just put on a wife beater and run around a Gucci outlet store. You know, like, all eyes are on me, man. Because they know... Like, I know I'm not going to buy anything. They know I'm not going to buy anything. We both know I'm probably going to steal something, you know? Like, I'm just moonwalking around in the shoes. They just come up to me, sir, are you going to buy those shoes? It's like, not if I can steal them, you know? 
All right. All right. I'll go back to the rape joke. Freddie, give it up for Sanj, the Shakespeare of rape jokes. Um, is Chris Ville in the house? That's Chris Ville. All right, I haven't seen your next comedian yet, but I'm sure he's freaking hilarious. Give it up for Chris Ville. Uh, I've been fucking trying really hard to rem to stay focused today, but I watched Saturday Night Fever for the last time last night, for the first time last night. Not the last time. It's gonna be a lot of times I'm gonna be watching that movie. My first time, and I can't get that fucking soundtrack, the fucking Bee Gees, out of my head. Like, staying alive, it's it's in here. It, I can't get it out. And I think that's why, like, I think that's why there's so much, like, back, there was so much backlash against disco, because it was so good, the music was so good, it was too good, it got too catchy, where it didn't leave people sad. They're like, fuck, get me high, get out of my head, ah! I think that's what happened. Now we have not disco anymore. Just a theory. Just a theory. Before that happened, I was listening to, to Pink Floyd all week, so I feel a lot smarter than I really am, honestly. Um, I was thinking a lot. Like I was like, why do I was thinking about this? Like, why do people want an afterlife? You know, like some people believe in it and some people don't. But the people that don't also say, well, it'd be cool if there was because we think of an afterlife as something better than this. It's gonna be this, but better, like perfect. But if there's anything that we learned living in this life is that the sequels are never better. You know, like whatever happens after this is not gonna be better. We're not gonna end up in the Godfather part two of life. We're gonna end up in like the Cars two of life oh, if there's an afterlife after this, you know? Cause, Cause God's not a good director, you know? I mean, <laughs> look at the characters he's made. Shit, I'm not that interesting. <laughs> most stories just end, they don't go anywhere after that. There's not much character development, God. We, most of us don't even believe him anymore as a director, as a person, as a thing. As a factor. That's what Pink Floyd does to you. You start writing shit like that. <laughs> All right. What else have we got? Um, <laughs> growing up, my, my mother was more of the disciplinarian type person. She would, uh, she would, you know, she would do the bidding if I stepped out of line. You know, she'd Slap me around a little bit. She feels bad about it too. You know, sometimes she calls me up and says, I feel bad about the way I raised you, Chris. I wish I had been more patient. And I tell her like, no, don't, don't apologize. I should be thanking you. It kind of worked for some things, you know? Because I remember like when I was like nine or 10, my parents were going through this w divorcing. My mom kept moving in and out. Then she started dating. And I blamed her for all the, my parents' problems. And one day I just went up to my mom and said, mom, you're a whore. <laughs> See, Sanj is ethnic, so he really understands what it means when you call your mother a whore. <laughs> okay. Like, she said that. She didn't even take the time to be surprised. It was like she was expecting that to happen one day for me. She was like, it was like she was a robot. She just slapped me right away, like, and I fell. And I think, I honestly think that's the reason why I'm a feminist today, you know? Not because it's trendy or a way to pick up chicks. It's because I learned at an early age, it's, that's how, if you don't respect women that deserve respect, you're gonna get the shit beaten out of you, man. So if, you know, 
Some hitting's justified. Some kids deserve it. I deserved it. I deserved a lot of it. I didn't deserve this one, though. I remember I used to pee my pants a lot. And at an older age, I wasn't supposed to be doing it. And one time my mom threatened me, like, if you don't fucking stop it, I will make you stand outside in just your underwear that you just peed in and have a sign on that says, I'm a baby, I just peed my pants. It wasn't even underwear. It was actually a diaper, just a diaper. <laughs> She'd put me in a diaper. And it never happened, but I didn't deserve the emotional trauma of the threats of it happening, you know? I didn't want that to happen. I don't know. But honestly, like, if she didn't do that, if she just said, if she didn't slap me and just said the thing like, oh, wait till your father comes home or whatever, which wasn't a possibility at the, the time, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be up here, I, I'd probably be up here talking about how much pussy I get and shit, you know? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be up here. Instead, I'm up here like completely afraid that my mom's gonna come out of nowhere and just slap me for saying pussy on stage right now. So that's how it works. Thank you guys for your time. Everybody, give it up for Chris Phil in an alternate timeline. He is crushing pussy. Um, uh, everybody, your next comic used to have a great beard, but then he sold out to the man. Give it up for Stephen Massey. It's not called selling out. I was just uh, shaving for costume-related purposes. People do it all the time. Nothing wrong with it. Um, one of my favorite shows uh, from the past year, as it was for anyone else who uh, was looking for a methadone to their serial addiction, was The Jinx. If uh, you've been plugging your ears anytime anyone mentions anything television related, it's an HBO documentary miniseries about uh, an, a super rich white dude and how he got away with three murders because, well, take a guess. Um, but the most morbidly fascinating part about watching this wasn't uh, the explanations for how he did away with each of his victims. No, it was listening to this dude who had skin like a rooster's waddle, eyes with no whites that I could discern, and a voice that I can only describe as the antithesis to Morgan Freeman. Uh, seriously, uh, this guy could have been telling you how cute his cat was, and you'd want to leave the room. Oh, she's just the most adorable little lady. Uh, she does this thing with a tail where she wiggles it like a fish, like a worm on a hook. I just know my little Cynthia would be tickled to meet you. No, no, I don't want to do that because you will kill me. <laughs> that one needs a little work. Um, <laughs> speaking of cats, does uh, Cat Fancy Magazine have a moratorium on how often they can go without using the word perfect? in one of their articles, or have they just accepted that that's their thing and they need to own it? Um, I had a very interesting Halloween. A friend of mine invited me to a party, and she ended up getting shit-faced, and uh, she was like incredulous that she could have gotten drunk and in denial about it, and I was like, no, you're drunk. You just had too much, for God's sake. But just before we got to my car, we passed a couple of girls who had like a couple of stern-faced policemen standing a few feet away clearly ready to swoop in for whatever reason and this one girl was assuring the other one she was saying listen to me you you listen to me okay you are not going to get arrested you're not getting arrested tonight okay 
And as soon as we passed them, we both started cracking up, and I just turned to her and said, okay, I lied. You're not drunk. They're drunk. Um, I also found the worst uh, Halloween candy uh, I've ever seen in my life, uh, and it is Minions Gummies, guys. I hate those little bastards to begin with, and in the little plastic packaging, you get one Minion Gummy, and it is banana-flavored. I freaking hate bananas to begin with, and then on top of that, it's the shitty chemical approximation of what bananas taste like, and it's just one big crap sandwich, everybody. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my brother has moved back home, and uh, all he listens to in his car are uh, techno mixes that he rips from British radio. So I can't, uh, but it's really interesting hearing British DJs because they speak this weird patois that you have to have a master's in linguistics to understand what the hell they're actually saying past the initial um, introduction. Like I'll get in his car and I'll hear, you're locked into the world famous BBC Radio 1. We got AU11 Denver. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Everyone loves a good mushy pee, right? Like what the fuck? Jesus, it's a fascinating culture. I'd love to learn more about it someday. Europeans are very interesting. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Werner Herzog. Uh, I found out something recently about him, and it completely upended my, my view of, of the man. Because I think Werner Herzog is either just so uh, different and fundamentally apart from the rest of humanity, or in another life he could have made a great stand-up comic. Because uh, he was talking about how he uh, doesn't understand um, cues and he can't pick up on, on nuance. And to explain this, he was talking about his uh, relationship with John Waters. They've been friends for a while. And one day they were both at a speaking event together and they talked for a little bit and then John Waters walked away. And in this video, he says, I turned to my wife and I said, after 35 years of friendship with John Waters, I believe this man is gay. And uh, that's some next level shit, and that's coming from a guy that has Asperger's. I've been Stephen Massey. Thanks, guys. Stephen Massey talking about some second level shit. Uh, your next comedian's very funny. We enjoy her misadventures from the corporate world. I hear she's in t she's in talks for a sequel. Give it up for Julie Ash. Cords are tangled up. I never know what, know what to do. Like, it's always so disorienting when there's like more than one mic. Like, I feel like I'm on a gangbang. I'm just like, which one should I attend to first? Uh, yeah, because the microphones look like penises. You get it? Okay, cool. Uh, just making sure. So, uh, let's uh, let's give it up for Roman Leo and his lift lift driving. Uh, I always get like, whenever I see, whenever I call a lift. Um, and I see their rating. I saw a Lyft driver the other day with a rating of 4.6. And I was like, holy shit, did he rape someone? Like, how do you get, you get a 4.6 rating? Like, they're all like five, they're all 4.9 or 5.0. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I was scared. I was scared. I should probably, I should have explained that in the setup. That would have been relevant. Uh, I was scared when I got in the car. Like, I thought I was gonna, I was, thought I was gonna end up in his trunk. It turned out to be Roman Leo, actually. He was, he was my Lyft driver. Um, okay. 
All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I tried, tried. Um, I hate it when men, like, they act like they're more sensitive to women's issues just because they grew up with sisters. Like, I hear this all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, I had a sister. Like, I know all about your monthly cycle. I had a sister. I had sisters growing up. I'm like, I and I think it's annoying because, first of all, it's totally not true. Like, you can't, you can't just, like, be more empathetic like towards women because of sisters like it doesn't and I think I, I get annoyed by that because I can't it doesn't work in reverse like I can't be like oh yeah I know I hate it when you like I totally understand the whole like getting a boner on an airplane because like I had a brother so I totally get it like I can't can't do that uh it doesn't work the same way um so I uh I've I really had it with slut shaming because I think it's not just that we shame women that sleep with lots of dudes, like, which is, there's nothing wrong with that either. But like, we don't just do that. We shame women for sleeping with one guy too soon, which is like ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't look, if I, if I fuck you on the first date, it's not because I have loose morals or I have daddy issues. It, it's just because I don't want to hear about your Kickstarter campaign anymore. And I just want to engage in a different activity. Like that's, that's the only, that's, that's the whole, like I, I was on a date with this guy and he's like, he's like, I, I really think women should wait until the fifth date to sleep with a guy. And I was like, oh my God. Like, so that's like four more dinners where I have to listen about like how game changing your cloud enabled crowdfunded social microfinance app is like, no, I think, I, I think, I mean, I, I think I'd prefer to just see what's inside your pants. You know, like that's, that's my, it's much more, it sounds much more exciting. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I, uh, is anybody here in love? Anybody? Yeah? That wasn't, that wasn't a very enthusiastic journey. It's right there. Uh, you're not in love with a guy that's standing right, right beside the butt plug painting? Uh, uh, um, I look, I'm, 30, I'm 31 years old and I've never been in love. Isn't that sad? I don't know. I'm kind of saying that with a smile on my face. I think I'm actually not that sad about it. I'm just like, whatever. It's cool. Um, you can see why my true feelings don't matter. I, it's just hard because like, I keep thinking, let's everybody take it easy. Uh, it's not get all, it's not get all crazy. I, I keep thinking that I'm falling in love, but it's like, it's really like, I thought I was in love with a guy recently, but it turned out I was just excited that I could tolerate his personality and that his fingers were just the right size. You know, like that's, it's easy to mistake those things for love, you know? Um, I, uh, I, I, maybe the lady, the few ladies that are in the room can relate to this, but uh, I uh, clearly I sparked a conversation between uh, Roman or Roman Leo. I called you Roman Leo. I keep mixing you guys up now. This whole Leo. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Let's. I keep. Is I find it. I find it very difficult to meet a guy that I'm sexually compatible with who also knows how to spell. You know, like it's like I. I was on Tinder and this guy messaged me and he's like. He's like, I, I really, I'm really into role play. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, I'm into role play too. And then I look closer and he spelled role R-O-L-L. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, let's do this. I'll be me. Um, we'll have you be someone who finished high school. <laughs> How about that? Um, I, uh, what else do I want to talk about before I leave? Um, did you guys hear about this guy who fell into a meat grinder in Southern California? Yeah, he, uh. He, he fell into a meat grinder, like an industrial size one, because he was trying to save a piece of meat, like as heroes do, you know? And so his sleeve got caught, I guess, in one of the blades and it sucked him in and it was like the blades were like going and he was, he like almost got decapitated, but he got pulled out of the, like the last second. And um, 
And the guy that was like the cop that was like talking to him afterwards, I don't know how like cops got involved in this because this, it's not like this was like it's not like there was any like foul play here. Like the guy just like got so like so the cop was talking to him and he's like, hey man, like you should buy a lottery ticket because you're the luckiest man alive. Like, okay, first of all, that's not how probability works at all. Second of all, like, how, what are our standards for, like, like, how is this, this guy is not the lucky, he, the guy fell into a meat grinder. Like, I would not want to survive to tell about that. Like, that's extremely unlucky. Like, the guy not only has PTSD, but the thing that's going to trigger his flashbacks is seeing a salami sandwich. Is that lucky? I don't think so. Okay, I'm Julie. Thank you so much. Give it up for Julie Ash. Uh, she does not consider it lucky to be almost torn apart alive. Um, you guys, I've known your next comic now for many moons, and I still don't know if his last name is a pun or not. Give it up for Leo Zinger. I still won't know. Uh, so uh, I, I have this uh, friend who, uh, you know, smokes a lot of pot. And you know that's normal, but uh, he used to have the saying. He he sells a little bit too, and he used to have the saying. His sales pitch. He he would say uh, he would say to people, uh, you know that song by uh, uh, Mick Jagger. You know you, you you don't always get what you want, and he he used, uh, he utilizes that song. So he goes like, oh you know what? Uh, you don't always get what you want, but if you try sometime. You can get some weed. <laughs> I'm like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I would fucking buy weed from this guy, cause he's fucking creative. It's like you know, one of those people on the streets, they play uh, something instead of just begging for money, they play at least make a sound or something, you know, with a fucking bunch of buckets, you know. Um, you know, it's it, you, you feel like you deserve something, you know. Uh, I was. Um, I was on a date the other day, and uh, before I went on, actually, I, I, I was going to go on a date. I had this date lined up, and uh, before I went, I, uh, you know, I, you know as, as people uh, say you should do, I, you know, take care, I took care of the business, you know, I, I, I jerked off, you know, before I went out, so I can seem calm and, and together, you know, and, uh, but you know what, I, I overdid it. And I fucking, you know, overdid it, and I, I, I just, uh, uh, afterwards, I just lo lost all my mo motivation to go on a date at all. <laughs> it's like, and I had to make that awkward call, you know, like, like, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't come because I, 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 I don't need it anymore. I don't, I don't need to be on a date anymore. Thank you, anyway. Uh, maybe uh, in a week or so, I can call you back, you know. I can save up enough horniness, you know. Um, I was uh, I I was um, driving and I saw this van. Do you ever you guys ever see this? Uh, you know those uh, news vans, you know, with antenna and everything. It's CBS Investigate. This guy, I actually saw this van with huge microwave antenna on top of it. And the paint on the side painted C, uh, like a KPIX investigate channel five investigate we investigate, and that fucking van broke down on the side of the road, and uh, they were like they couldn't go anywhere and they had uh, like a hood uh, up and everything, 
and uh, I was laughing because it was like it was the most ironic thing because now like they're, they're, those people will be like we're not we're not investigating anything now we're just gonna we're uh, the only thing we can investigate is just a fucking we we investigated we found we have a blown gasket that's the only thing we know and uh there better be like fucking they can't go across the town to investigate any fucking shooting or car accident or anything fire it's sad and um i would be like shout i would be like desperate i would be just go on the roadside like someone fucking shoot someone right here someone fucking murder someone so we can investigate right here please um i grew up in overseas i i i i love everything we have here i'm american and uh but i grew up overseas and uh i we never I, I i remember we never had any like we like one thing we didn't have was uh, sex education you know and uh it sucked because i had no idea about my own body and everything you know like i didn't i didn't know i in fact i didn't know i had a penis until i was like 18 years old i had no idea about that and then, then I, I learned how to uh, masturbate uh, somehow by the grace of God, but, but, like, but then I still didn't know how a female body looked like, you know? I had no idea. Never seen even a picture of it. So then, I mean, but I still continue to jerk off. Like, but, but imagine like how the, the imagination it took for, for you to jerk off to something you never seen before. You know, every day I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna come on something. I come on, yeah, come on to something that you, whatever you have down there. I'm gonna come on and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come on the, the, spoon-shaped pussy down there. You know, I don't know what 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 they have. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people randomly get into my car now because I drive a Prius, and the fucking there's Uber drivers everywhere. And I can't even park on the roadside for more than 30 seconds without people trying to get into my car. And I fucking hate it. Because they all think I'm a Uber driver. Uh, it's just a public PSA. Thank you very much. Everybody, give it up for Leo Zinger. He'd fuck a spoon. Um, all right, so I guess FC Sierra is not here, neither is Juan Medina. Uh, do we have a Rainbow Bright? Someone, si someone signed up as Rainbow Bright. All right, uh, let's saunter into the crowd then. And uh, Anybody want to get up in character as Rainbow Bright and do a solid five? No? All right, we got a Joseph Ugaldi in the house. All right, everybody give it up for your next comic. Oh, man, I could be Rainbow Bright. Oh, man, what's going on here? I'm so so happy to be at Mutiny. What I love is the uh, BYOB, bring your own drink food policy here. It's great. A lot of the other clubs are, are weird. I played at a place called Rooster Tea Feathers this week. And uh, looked at the menu, no chicken at Rooster Tea Feathers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a conspiracy though. It's going around because no chicken at Rooster Tea Feathers. You can't get onion rings at the Purple Onion. 
You cannot get a delicious glass of punch. I know, you can't, you, you can't order a glass of punch at the punchline, and you sure as hell can't get corn on the cob at Cobb's Comedy Club. <laughs> However, if you know the right person, you can get anally probed at Doc's lab. So that was just for the comedians. I'm sorry, that was silly. Uh, what else is happening? You ever heard the term a shower, not a grower? A grower, not a shower is what it is, yeah. I don't know if you know what that means, but uh, some penises are long when they're flaccid, and then when they're erect, they're the same length. But then other penises are small when they're flaccid, and then they grow dramatically when they're erect. So I have that second condition. Which is fine, I'm, I'm told when it's at its full mast, it is uh, a little larger than average, which is when it counts. But the thing is, it's kind of a tough sell if someone sees you wearing a swimsuit or uh, sweatpants, you know? It's kind of like uh, trying to sell a, a guard dog and saying, I know this looks like a chihuahua right now, but if you were a burglar, it would magically transform into a German Shepherd and rip your ass in half. <laughs> rip your ass in half. That's lovely. What a lovely image for lovemaking. Hmm. Oh, man, what else? Uh, there was a woman. I, I worked for years at a nonprofit in the Tenderloin, and uh, mostly women there. And there was one gal who really uh, caught my eye. And she was, she was different, though. She'd wear these ankle-length skirts. Um, in her spare time, on her breaks, she'd, she'd, I'd see her knitting a, a shawl. Uh, and whenever I'd send her an email, she wouldn't reply back. She'd drop off a handwritten note as a reply. And I said, oh my god, she's Amish. <laughs> an, an Amish girl working in downtown San Francisco. That's fascinating. That's kind of hot. So I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll try to, try to flirt with her and, and, you know, try to get somewhere. Talk to her in her own language. So I stopped her in the lunchroom one day and I said, uh, hey, Sarah, what do you say this weekend we go out to a club and raise the roof? <laughs> she looks at me and says, I got a better idea. How about I get some mason jars and we can some fruit for the winter? <laughs> I, I just looked at her and said, hmm. That's my jam. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm not proud. So we did go out for a while. Um, and it was kind of nice dating an Amish girl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It, no, it was kind of nice dating an Amish girl. Uh, turns out that uh, butter churning uh, presents some very transferable skills. There, OK, I'll take that. Uh, she tried to send me a nude selfie, um, but it was uh, hand-drawn in charcoal on homemade parchment. It's a nude selfie. That's right. She asked if I liked it. I said it was very sexy, and the pigeon who delivered it was very professional. Okay, so now I know where to end that joke. Thank you for participating in that survey. Uh, did you ever go through a goth phase when you were younger? Goths? That's where, uh, that's where uh, teenagers uh, dress in black and listen to really depressing music, yeah. Did you know there's a, one day a year there's a goth day at Disneyland? This is an actual event, yeah. All the goth kids take over Disneyland for one day. First Disneyland was a little freaked out, but now they're going with the flow. Uh, the popular rides that day include It's a Small and Meaningless World, 
my parents won't give me any space mountain. And the it just doesn't matter horn. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the tough thing though is the sign on the rides that says no cutting in line. Takes on a whole new meaning on goth day, my friends. That's it. That's my time, I think. I'm Joseph. I'm not Rainbow Brown. Hey, everybody, give it up for Joseph Galdi. Criminal amount of puns, that guy. All right, your next comedian lives in a bus. Give it up for Ethan Albers. <laughs> I was prepared for that. I was saw that coming. Was not took off guard at all by that. Not a little. I was not on Facebook just like five seconds ago. Not at all. I was not looking at somebody's profile in this room as we speak. I was not doing that, Jonah Pollock. I was not looking at Jonah's weird. I was not doing that five seconds ago. A lot of elves. You have a lot of elves on Facebook. A lot of pictures of you dressed as an elf. <laughs> a lot. I mean, we can go ahead. He's doing it right now. He's a lot of elves. Jonah. Why? You heard that first right here on Muthi Radio because they're sexy. Jonah Pollock. All right, I guess I'll do some jokes. I just like that. I enjoy this going up and just being like, let's see how we can get how, what was I talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, man, what I do? I, I found out I have a new mental disorder. You know, you got to love one of those ones uh, where you find out something new and exciting. And you're like, yeah, right on. Like, I'm putting that on my LinkedIn I got a new mental disorder, right? So I woke up the other morning. I live on a school bus for the, no one in this room. Uh, I live on a school bus. I woke up the other morning, and I was driving over the East Bay, and I was listening to Nirvana, you know, Pandora Nirvana. I don't think it was Nirvana. could have been Alice in Chains. Whatever, Soundgarden was on. And I'm like, yeah! And I decide right, th- right then and there, I'm driving to Seattle. I'm, dri- I'm moving. I'm just taking my whole operation, which is just the bus, up to Seattle, Tell the girlfriend had to pee. So we had to stop, stopped in Berkeley. Guess who was not on board with moving to Seattle? <laughs> that girl right there, Journey Roberts. <laughs> not on board for Seattle. I was going to do it, man. Chris Bill, you would have fucking known somebody in Seattle, dude. It would have been sweet. Like, dude, I had it all planned out, man. I was going to work on a fishing boat. Uh, I don't know if that still exists up there. But I had to figure it out, man. I was going to start listening to Nirvana. I was going to come back. But there's a mental disorder that's called... And I do this call, it's called pulling a geography, where at the time, it sounds like a really great time. It's going to be invigorating. You're going to be able to, yeah, this is amazing. So when you get up there, it's going to be terrible. I liked it better, and I didn't know I had a mental disorder called, what was I talking about again? <laughs> the pulling geography. That's so dumb. What am I doing? What am I doing? Holidays are coming up. Let's talk about that. Holidays. 
Do you guys a uh, round of applause as people spend time with their family uh, around the holidays? Yeah, well, I know you don't, Pam. That's why I didn't look at you when I asked that. I made eye contact with Julie Ash because she was going to applaud. I knew that. <laughs> I knew she was going to go, we have amazing Christmases, ponies every year. And then I'm like, Dad, I can't have a pony in my apartment. <laughs> well, you get 12 ponies then. <laughs> and then what happens is that the help comes in and has to kill each and every single one of those innocent Hanukkah ponies. <laughs> So anyways, holidays, big deal, big deal in my family, big deal. My, my sister just bought a house, just bought a house. Richard Cervantes, round of applause for Richard Cervantes in here. Ah, there you go. Let's shake the mayor's hand. How are you? There you go. Firm grip. He's going places, guys. Richard Cervantes. I, uh, holidays, big. Julie Ash is Jewish. We learned a lot, but... I, uh, the family, my sister's bought a house, and so my family's not doing the normal thing, uh, which is gathering at my mom's place in Bend, Oregon, getting drunk and yelling at each other. They're not doing that for the normal holidays. They're, they're doing it at my sister's house, which is like 200 miles up the road. They're going to get drunk and yell at each other for the holidays. It's amazing. I, uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not going near them this year. Hey guys, hey guys, guys, I, I'm not that confident, but I could totally say, guys, 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 I'm totally getting laid tonight. Totally. No, uh, so, yeah, going up there, it's a nightmare, man, but, uh, because I realized that. Uh, me being sober and me seeing my mom are not in the, they're not in the same equation. Does that make sense? Like my mom doesn't understand the word alcoholic. Like, like last year, my birthday landed like right around Thanksgiving. I went home and my mom, a sober time comes out. I go, she gives me a hug and she goes, happy birthday. And she gives me a custom six pack holder. And I'm like, mom, I'm an alcoholic. And she goes, oh yeah, <laughs> you like it? And I'm just like, no, of course. I mean, of course I do, but too much. You gonna give me a light? Why? How much time do you give me? Okay, you guys want to hear joke jokes? I will actually. Do, no, I'm not. I'll give them one more tournament. Wait. Now I'm nervous. I gotta make people. Did you bring a flashlight to mutiny to light people? Leo did. Leo, what do you? I would like the horn. Thank you. This is Mutiny on a Friday. Well, where'd you get that fancy flashlight at, Leo? Real quick. Give me the price. I want to see a receipt. A dollar at Target? Round of applause for that LED flashlight from Target. This has been pointless. I'm doing a set on a Ship of Fools. I promise I'll have a joke then. I'll think of something. Somebody's enjoying it, though. I, uh, here's the thing, like I live on a bus and I, uh, like I'm afraid I'm turning into a street kid. Does that make sense? Like you see like a street kid, like, and they look like they're a homeless street kid. And I realized like, it doesn't, like you don't choose that look. I always thought like people just like chose a look. You know what you do is you just stop buying clothes. 
and it happens don't run on this don't run on this you hear that that little refrigerator back there <laughs> it's quiet it's energy efficient is that corn in there yeah who doesn't want corn this is bad. You guys could buy my album later. This is all on there. <laughs> Thank you. Jonah Pollock, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody give it up for Ethan. He does not know how many nights are in Hanukkah, uh, which is not surprising since he is not Jewish. Uh, eight. I say 12. Yeah. It's a better number. Okay. <laughs> Get a baker's dozen of miracles. Uh you guys, it is almost time for Pamtastic's Clubhouse at 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to stick around and support comedy in the city, uh, or if you want to go home and procrastinate and eat yourself to sleep. Uh, Jesse Hett. Michael Montgomery. Steve Pogey fucking closing it out. Journey Roberts. Richard Cervante. Richard? Yeah! yeah! San Francisco's own. Yeah, he works at Yahoo, everybody. It's a killer, killer lineup. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank you. He's techie scum. No, he's not. He's he's a dear sweetheart. All right. There's also there's also free food in the back, you guys. I'm sorry that the hippies touched some of it. And try not to be afraid because <laughs> right. they are dirty as fuck. But please eat that food and... um. Yeah. You guys, exposure to germs makes your immune system stronger, so eat some scabies turkey. I'm sure it'll all work out fine. Jonah, uh, do you want to do some more jokes? You kind of cut yourself short at the top. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm having like a slow week creatively. I've like done that thing where multiple times you go up and you're like, I'm just going to talk off my head and magic is going to happen. And uh, <laughs> magic then you know, doesn't happen that. and you're just a guy talking in a room full of people. Jonah um, Yeah. Um, do you want a real introduction here? Hold on, let's do it the oh, way. Right. Hey, you guys. Your next comedian coming to the stage is a really funny guy. He's been sitting around all week trying to write jokes, and it hasn't worked. Give it up for Jonah Pollock. All right. Uh, you guys, uh, when I started comedy, I was going through a whole, like, dirty jeans and baseball hat phase because I was fun employed. Uh, then I got this whole idea that I would just bicycle around everywhere all the time, so I was, like, walking around in, like, faux culottes. Uh, or whatever you call it, capris. And now it's like scarf season, and I feel like I'm slowly turning into a poet just wearing a scarf. I just feel the weight of the world. Yeah, I don't know if it's the weight of the scarf or just like existence, but I'm feeling it, feeling it on my shoulders. Um, anybody here related to a poet? Yeah. Oh, well, Pam's a poet. You are related to yourself. Um, my brother's a poet. Uh, it's funny is, so he's the one who's all emo now. But okay, so guys, uh, you know, yeah, everybody here go through a hateful phase when you were like a teenager or something, right? You hated, you hated your parents, you hated God, you hated school. Uh, I was a free jazz fan because I hated rhythm, you know? Uh, you know, it was just fucking structure. Like, you ever looked at a piece of sheet music and just like thought to yourself, those notes are behind bars, man, right? Jailbreak time. Jerry, what do we want? We want freedom. When do we want it? Right. Is it is it a piano? Is it a bassoon? It doesn't matter. They're all creatures of light, man. Um, trying to talk to God. 
so I, I I would listen to free jazz and I'd tell my brother about it, but I'd say like really pretentious stuff. Like, I mean, it's a hit or miss affair. Uh, <laughs> what a 16 year old knows about saying things are a hit or miss affair. Like, I think like literally like I must have like read like a Truman Capote book or something and just been like copying phrases. <laughs> Um, but so my brother had this idea that I was going to grow up to be this like crazy gay artist and lead this super interesting life. Uh, but I think he was just hoping that he would have like a place to crash in Berlin or something, right? <laughs> right? Like, oh, I have this cool brother. He lives in Europe. Like, he always has access to like the good designer drugs, right? Um, it didn't happen. Uh, now he's like the emo dude who like lives alone in a studio apartment, like getting high and like discoursing on aesthetics. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no. I uh, I grew up as an Orthodox Jew, which is like super. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it for the race wars. You guys, did you guys know that in the 21st century there are still people fighting race wars? Let's <laughs> go Jews. Uh, it's funny. It's like so that's like the most conformist, like middle class, like thing you can be. Also, you know they say like the as a child becomes over, the parent becomes a child, the child becomes a parent. Uh, my parents are turning into weird trust fund kids. Right? Is that, is that mean, like, it's their own trust fund. They worked for it, right? They're retiring. They they like they put together. But like, all of a sudden, like my dad moved to Virginia to become an avant-garde classical composer. Um, my mom's dream is to move to the woods and pickle vegetables uh, without interruption. Um, it's great. Is now instead of asking me when I'm gonna like bring home like the mother of her grandchildren, she just wants to know when I'm gonna finally get into making pickles. Uh, it's easier to make pickles than to fall in love. Julie, I, f I have never been in love. I'm 29. Um, yeah. They say, there's plenty of f yeah. they say there's plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, little known fact, you guys, the ocean is horribly overfished, and it's acidifying quickly. Uh, <laughs> there is no future. Um, they are finning all the sharks, and by sharks, I mean the interesting people who are just messed up enough to last single into their 30s and 40s. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> this is not a bit. I'm just thinking aloud about how I'm going to either die alone or lead a really interesting life and then maybe find somebody when I'm like 45. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking tortoise in the hair. Tortoises, right? Like, I don't know. The hair is like some rapey bro who's just like out in the clubs. Tortoises at home reading a book. or so, I don't know. I, you guys. There's no, there's no heroes and villains out there. Everybody is just trying to be a fucking person and deal. We're all the hair. <laughs> and the tortoise. You guys, it's all one thing, right? Oh. Uh, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I, uh, I had to say, you ever, I, so I'm not normally someone who gets approached. I, a few months ago, I had a friend of a friend apparently met me once at a party when they were drunk talking all about how Ted Bundy almost murdered her aunt when she was a college student. So right there, we got off on a great conversational start. <laughs> uh, and apparently for months, she wanted my number so that we could like go out on a blind date. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I, it's like, she, then she like came over and we cooked and she was like trying to like work me upstairs to the bedroom, but it's like, I, I don't, I ended up just being so awkward that she's just like, well, I wanted to fuck you, but now you're just being weird, so. Uh, but you guys, here's the lesson of this. Personal space is not so bad, right? Like, if you don't actually have, if you can't hold a conversation with someone, why do you need to just, like, play mind games around just, like, I don't know, 
getting laid. You guys just channel your energy into comedy. <laughs> yeah, there's fame and fortune in it. I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> yeah, heard it. You're watching it in action. You guys, I don't know. There is there is a stretch black limo that pulled around here like half an hour ago. That's just my driver. He's just circling and circling uh, until 8 o'clock uh, when I'm going to go take a private jet to uh, Hong Kong. Uh, doing two solid hours for a bunch of billionaire businessmen in Hong Kong uh, in six hours. I got a, yeah, <laughs> just trailing off here. Pam, how am I on time? I wasn't timing you. I was letting you go as whatever you wanted. All right. It's, you hosted. You did Let's a great job Let's let the hosting. novice run on at the mouth. Uh, you guys, anybody here ever looked down a flight of stairs and thought to yourself, yeah, I could do parkour? Yeah. <laughs> Right, and then uh, you wake up and you've lost all your front teeth and you have a really bad headache. No. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I didn't. That's why I did not try and bounce off of those walls, sir. Um, no, it's great. I uh, I work for TaskRabbit, you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it for the future of the economy, you guys. Right? I know some. Yeah, some of us are still sitting in one place for 50 hours a week. Others of up are, uh, are optimizing our time. We're our own bosses. Uh, we're finding out about weird tax loopholes that aren't actually to our benefit. Um, yeah. No, but you guys, uh, it's great uh, working TaskRabbit. I'm basically, I'm like Mary Poppins for techies. Like, I come floating in on a fixed gear bicycle, like, you know, singing a Skrillex song, or I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, whatever's current, you guys. Um, but so I come in, and I just see I just see weird shit in like people's like rich households. Like the other week uh, at Fleet Week, I was helping in the kitchen at this mansion in Russian Hill, and like I don't know, rich pe like rich people's houses are crazy, right? Like like there's uh, a toilet, a uh, toilet. There's like a, a uh, an oven that's a series of drawers. There's like a stairwell that's a Zen garden. Uh, there's a toilet shaped like a closet, uh, or maybe I just shat in their closet. I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's like, I don't, know what it is, I don't know what it is about rich people. They love listening to music by and about poor people. Like, like, like just hard-bitten, like, blues and, and folk music. Like, are they just, like, keeping tabs on, like, what's going on? Like, oh, like, it's research. Like, all right, they're fucking, they're drinking, they're gambling. Nothing yet about organizing a revolution. Good, good. All right. <laughs> um... I don't, know, I don't really have a joke about this yet, but I've been thinking about, like, you know, like, anybody here a Star Trek fan? Yeah, Model UN in space. Woo! Yeah. So I feel like I watch that show, and I think, like, wow, man, like, right? Like, at some point, we have to evolve, and when we evolve as a race, right, we'll get to the stars because we'll, like, be in it for the long haul, and we'll just be trying to, like, you know, really evolve biologically as well as technologically. But, like, what if, like, we just develop, like, really, like, we become, like, a civilization that can, like, just take energy out of the sun and go across the galaxy, but we're still like neoliberal assholes. <laughs> uh, you know, like we like show up on another planet and we like, we come in the name of like advanced marketing solutions, you know? Uh, yes, I have a punchline. Uh, no, but like, I don't know, like what if, yeah, what if all advanced civilizations are just, it's, they just found a way to just all be assholes. So, you know, like the sharing economy like goes like across the galaxy or something. Like, you know, you step through a portal to like go clean toilets on like Alpha Quadrant 7 E, I don't know. Like they pay you in like some sort of ore from that planet and not currency. 
And then people on Earth who are rich have, like, the machine that can harvest and, like, you know, like, purify, like, turn it into, like, a useful thing. So then you have to, like, it's like Coinstar, but with, like, weird ore from another planet. Uh, wah, wah, wah. All right, let's wrap it up, you guys. I already did my closer. <laughs> um, so let's finish small. Um, nothing wrong with finishing small. Um, anybody, I still have this song, like, so there was like two songs, the summer I lost my virginity, I have two songs that were like stuck in my head that summer, and now anytime I hear those two songs, that's automatically what I think about, and my friends cannot stop not wanting to hear <laughs> that information. Uh, so I have ruined two perfectly good classic rock songs forever for just about everybody I know. Uh, you guys, uh, King Harvest is surely come by the band, and, and more again by love, you guys. Yeah, I'll put that image in your head. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, true story, guys. I lost, I lost my virginity to uh, a TA in a psychology class I was taking. Yeah. Uh, I was having a nervous breakdown. She thought I seemed mysterious. <laughs> Good night, you guys. Hooray! Hooray! Jonah Pollock. Hey, you guys, keep your hands clapping because Jonah Pollock did a really great job hosting yeah, tonight. Yay! Host, yay! He was totally on the timer. He did a great job. Uh, thank you guys for being here. There's still some free food left outside, um, and Ethan Albers is going to take the corn, which is exciting. I have um, some guacamole and also some mango chips or mango salsa. If you want to get some chips from across the street, we can break those out for the next show. I hope you guys all stay. Coming up next, we have kind of one of the best lineups we've ever had on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio every Friday from 8 to 10. But it really is a great lineup. We have uh, Jesse Hett. He's great. And Journey Roberts, she's amazing. Richard Cervante, totally hilarious. Michael Montgomery, if you haven't seen him, uh, he's awesome. And then this headliner, Steve Poggi, is going to be doing like 30-plus minutes. He's going to be filming it, so we kind of want to have, you know, bodies in the seats and whatever so he doesn't look like an asshole. Um, but all you people, comics, obviously, um, you're free if you want to. But uh, once the station clears 40 bucks, that's how we're going to pay our comedians. So just remember, sometime when you might want to be on Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, you're probably hoping that the comedians pay too. So uh, that would be nice. But you don't have to. I mean, I understand we're all poor, right? So one more time, give it up for Jonah Pollock. Yay! For hosting. And uh, stick around, because uh, in 18 minutes, we're going to get started with a fantastic Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. This was happy hour uh, every Friday from 6 to 7.45, so... Uh, you know what, you guys, when you get here, try not to kick the hippies in the face. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? I hate hippies. Uh, okay, love you guys. Bye.
Check it out. 700-pound monster truck driver mama. Tiger fangs and halide lock. Launches like a big water balloon through windshield of a parked truck. Plans on roof. Eight mod go go beauties showing their shade and lunch. Chompy, chompy, chompy. Blood, hair, teeth, bitch horns, vinyl bazeer. Torn pages from Gold Spank and Leo Cabron. Two big, two big, two-finger record exam. Bathtub full of jigglers. Face a demon visible in toilet. Serial killer. A large penis explodes with gap show in the window. Turtle sex. Masturbation with Bill D. Williams doll. Hello Kitty chastity belt. Nuclear hell. Here comes the spongy head creamer. A non-dairy delight. Seven Calvin Klein beauties. Three tiny, tiny ladies who shake their culture. The cock behemoth. Truck stop bathroom mirror splattered with poo. A diaper the size of a bus. A office furniture. Egg sex. A woman with a severed cheap tongue in her leg. Walk the draw type. Save your pennies for found your fun. A demon haunts the car. Joseph Barber joins himself only with naked female flesh taunts him. Girl summon him. Impressive spirit member. Each enjoys the sexy flesh. Your face in the mirror and whoa! Hey! Hop a do 
fear, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon, on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, 
listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold palancets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 through 4 p.m. Looking to invest in the future of your community? MuniRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.muniradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic.